Hey, I'm Natalie Abbott. And I'm Vera Schmitz. We are sisters who host the Dwell Differently podcast. We help you memorize and meditate on one Bible verse every month. And all month long on our podcast, we talk about what that verse means, why it matters, and how we can apply that verse to our daily lives. Hey, welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Abbott. And I'm Vera Schmitz. She's also your other host, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> I always get that little intro wrong. Natalie's always like, hey, don't forget to introduce yourself when I hit record, and then I always mess it up. But here I am. Hey, you know what? We just love you, and it's not about the introductions. It's about what we talk about the rest of the time. So, you know, you're just being human. It's relatable to this everybody, is a, always. This, I actually have a really important question to ask now. Oh, wow. If okay. If we could have our own podcast walkout music when we introduced ourselves oh my god what's your podcast <laughs> intro music i have no idea i have i feel like you've thought about this and i'm totally caught off guard well i haven't um i never played <laughs> basketball so like i have no um walkout song but probably for a solid 10 years of my life the whole time i was doing gymnastics i had this like vision of myself coming you know into like the olympic training center with let's get ready to rumble and for anybody who's a gymnast or was a gymnast um especially if you were raised in that era um oh yeah of the jock jams you got to enjoy a lot of gymnastics meets if you were a gymnast where mm-hmm. everybody yelled let's get ready to tumble so oh. <laughs> I, I don't think that would be my choice now, but I think it probably would have been my choice for literally 10 years. Solid decade. Yeah. Of let's get ready to tumble. Yep. Wow. What about you? Uh, Still nothing? I'm I know what it would be. It'd be like totally some- radio silent. Um, so when I think of Natalie, I always- Natalie's a really funny dancer. Mm. Um, by, she's, by funny, think like Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah, like goofy. Um, really fun to dance with. Makes everybody feel uncomfortable, but also welcome. Um, and I like have this image of you dancing to Obla Di Obla Da by the Beatles. So oh, I could come into that song. You could come into that song. Oh, yeah, for sure. At least it for a solid 10 years of your life. Yeah, I, actually what comes to mind is uh, Weird Al songs. Oh, my gosh. So for those of you who don't realize this, he's still around. And anybody who has younger children, like you know, boys, especially for some reason, my little boys have memorized like all of his songs and they're, they're usually almost completely, totally clean and they're hilarious. So I might have to, you know, come out to Weird Al's handy, which starts out first things first, I'm a craftsman. Remodeling is my only passion. Okay. I'm going to stop you now. I'm, I'm regretting asking you this question. (laughs) Do we need to to start over our intro again or no? no? Let's just move on. (laughs) Let let the people heal and move forward. (laughs) All right. All right. So that's just a little, uh, that's a little insight into our crazy. Uh, Vera is far more normally crazy and I'm far more weirdly crazy mm-hmm. um, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about a verse that's what we're here for actually um and our verse this month hey it's it, it was like valentine's day like this week it was already valentine's day so we're talking about love this month but we're talking about god's love mm-hmm. and the verse that we are memorizing is i have loved you with an everlasting love 
I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. It's from Jeremiah 31, 3b, which is so like the second half of the verse. But let me say that again. This is God speaking. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. It's such a very, very, very good verse. That's very good. I feel like during this time, this season, this, like, I mean, I've never really had one of those Valentine's days where I was like, that's it. We did it. It filled me up. It was the most satisfying, wonderful, whatever. Like, there's always like that post-Valentine's Day funk. Well, sometimes that like pre-funk. That's what I was going to say. Mostly the during for me. Um, Also the pre. Total transparency here. So last year, I don't know what was going on that made our lives feel hectic, but mostly just life. I showed up. So we did, we did not do a, like a date night or anything like that or gifts. And we knew that going into Valentine's. Um, and Matt and I were like, hey, let's just like order in some sushi. Like that's what we have capacity for. And so we Very get the romantic. kids down. Yes, we get the kids down for bed. The sushi comes from DoorDash or whatever. And I have this panic moment. I'm like, I bought a Valentine's Day card. I'm pretty sure I never wrote in it. So we're eating the sushi and I like was like, oh, yeah. And so we're kind of sitting there and Matt was like, um, did you get a card? And I was like, I did. He, I was like, did you get a card? He was like, yeah. We Shoot. exchanged empty cards. <laughs> he also did not write in it. We didn't even write like Love Vera with like the Hallmark, you know, text as the text no that we literally didn't even get to writing our names <laughs> so sometimes Wowie. that's the season so valentine's day is, can be pretty meh but yeah. <laughs> really kind of that is the picture of human love versus something entirely different which is god's love which is what we get to talk about yes 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 preach girl mm-hmm. we we're not gonna we're not gonna go too deep into um, Valentine's Day fails. I will say the best Valentine's Day I ever had was when I was dating my now husband and I brought over what, I don't know why, what was I thinking, but I brought over little army men, two different colors. And so we set them up on opposite sides of the table and I brought rubber bands and we shot them down. And uh, that was our Valentine's Day. And then his roommate who was broken up with his girlfriend joined us, so. That's a good day. It was actually really fun. <laughs> Huh. And sort of ridiculous. And and it was like so such a low expectation, low bar that, you know, I think that's our problem maybe with Valentine's Day is we have this expectation like this is going to be the thing that's going to fill me and make me feel good about myself and tell me that I'm beautiful and whatever. And then we're always dashed on the rocks of our own expectations as women. Mm-hmm. At least I am. <laughs> Hey, my podcast friends, I just want to interrupt this episode and tell you some exciting news. We are giving you a podcast listener only exclusive discount. You can use the code podcast on our website all through February to take 25% off your purchase of one or both of our new necklaces made by our friends at Starfish Project. They remind us of God's love and care for us. They come from 1 Peter 5, 7, which says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares 
cares for you. In Jeremiah 31.3b, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. What awesome words to be wearing around our necks. So you can learn more about the makers of these beautiful pieces by listening to our episodes with their founder, Jenny McGee, which is linked in the show notes below. And we hope you'll enjoy this gift as a special thank you for listening to the Dwell Differently podcast. Okay. Speaking of which, here's my question for you, Vera. Yep. We tend to look to human love to fill us up in a way that only God can, whether it's a friend or a parent or a spouse or a boyfriend or whatever. Share a time when you've looked to another human to be like everything and they just failed you. Mm-hmm. A time? <laughs> um, yeah, just I th- one. We don't have all that, okay? <laughs> I would just say I repeatedly do this. Um, I very often rely on Matt, my spouse. Like I expect him to serve me, love me, compliment me, know exactly what to do without me asking. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest one. It's like Mm -hmm. I expect him to know exactly what I'm feeling and to have the perfect solution, even when I don't know what the solution is. It's like, especially when you don't especially, know, especially, you know, um, <laughs> and that is just such a weight and he, he can't ever do it. I've, mm. I've set him up for that lots of times in our marriage and he has let, let me down, not because he's a bad husband at all, uh, just because he's a human person. Um, and I do the same to him. Um, and so I think the best thing that, um, like kind of the remedy for that, for, for me at least, has been to put words to what I'm feeling more often um, and to communicate really clearly even when I don't want to. So this is a little marriage advice right here. Yeah, so like, wow, you just like took that question to the next level. This I'm, was just like an icebreaker, man. No, we're going there. <laughs> um, like sometimes I feel, let's say I feel unpretty, Okay. I just straight up tell him, I'm like, hey, I want to do some more compliments here for the next couple days. I just tell him. And then yeah, and yeah. then he's like, oh, I, I, great. Now I know. Um, but all that to say, um, like to communicate my expectations to him, but then also, and, and my feelings, but I, as you know, we've been married over 10 years now and I have relied, I have like come to, to see him for what he is. He's a human mm. and he's wonderful and i think i think he's the greatest dude on the planet but he's not god but like i just i rely so much more on god than i did when we were dating and mm. when we were first married like mm. that weight could have really crushed him in the first couple of years of marriage um but i especially when i'm in a really big rut i have to just like every, this is why we do what we do, but I have to remind myself of truth mm-hmm. to kind of fill that gap in me when Which I feel unloved. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's a thing that we do with all of our people. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we place on them this, the weight, like you said, it can crush, it can crush your relationships. Because when you put on somebody this weight of, you know, be it a friend who you put this weight on, like, well, she never calls me or, you know, um, your, your parents, they, they don't 
tell me that they're, that they're proud of me or mm-hmm. whatever. Like you put this expectation on them that somehow they have to fill you or approve of you or validate you in a, in a way that even if they did it perfectly, they would still fail you mm-hmm. because they're just not capable of yeah. holding those things up for you. And I, I think that's a very normal thing that we do with our with the people that we love the most. Mm-hmm. We like these undue burdens on them and then we're like disappointed in them when the reality is like we know as believers especially like we should know they can't do that. They can't carry that weight. Totally. I think even harder for me than the ones the people I have a contract with. So like when you're a f- f- in friendship, you ha- kind of have this unspoken contract, right? Um, or in a marriage, you have a very spoken contract between one another. For me, I actually saw a lot of love and acceptance from people who I didn't really have a contract with. So whether it was my teachers, especially my coaches, I was striving so hard to be loved and accepted by my coaches. I never wanted to fail. And that was a weight I was putting on. It wasn't even I was putting on them. The love I wanted to receive from them, I believed I had to earn. So all of the burden of earning love was on me. Wow. And that was that was pretty messed up for a, for a while for me. Yeah, yeah. So let's transition then into our verse where God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. It's in Jeremiah. So let me just, we have a whole teaching episode. You can go back and listen to that teaching episode. It's uh, two weeks ago. But the, the context, just a brief context overview is that this is God speaking to his people who are currently under the heavy hand of his judgment. Jeremiah is a prophet who comes to God's people and is like, you got you to gotta change your ways. You got to change your ways. And then they don't change their ways. And then they end up being sent into exile. And it's this whole judgment that is just really harsh. And yet Jeremiah 31, that some of those people are already in exile. And this is God speaking to his people in the midst of all of their mess, not in their duty and their righteousness and their performance and whatever, but in the middle of their mess, he's saying to them, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. It's where we get the similar place in Jeremiah, where we get Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to fail, plans for peace and joy and all these great things. And, and it's a promise in the midst of the mess. And so sometimes I think we think this promise is something that we earn or that we get when we're good enough or when we, we're doing all the right things. But the beauty of this promise is the context of the promise, is that when we fail, when we are faithless, God is still faithful. God still loves us. He draws us with unfailing kindness, the kind of kindness that doesn't fail. That's who our God is. And so that's the beauty of the context of this verse. And so if you didn't listen to that teaching episode, that's that's totally fine. I'm glad you're here. I just want you to hear that. So mm-hmm. that leads me into my second question, which is how is God's love different from the kind of love that we receive from other humans? Mm-hmm. And how does this verse illustrate that for us? 
Yeah, it never runs out. It's like that uh, that um, Maverick City song, that lyric, it never runs out. Like, it, it just never runs out. It makes me think of things like, like the image I see is like the ocean. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see that on our Instagram this month. Why? Because it's just like never ending. It mm. just, the waves keep coming. They keep coming. They keep coming. And um, as, like I said, as a recovering earner, of love or acceptance um i can remember a specific time when i was a high school athlete and i was all bent up out of out of shape um trying i was so scared i was gonna um lose the state championship i had won it previously and i felt like you know i have to repeat and i was at natalie's house um she was like newly married I think you had maybe one or two kids one kid Mm. and I remember being there and just crying and you were like well what happens if you fail and I was like I don't know you know like just I couldn't even imagine what would what it would mean for me to fail I had so much pressure of performance and earning love and acceptance and you were like Mm -hmm. well what do you believe about God's love and I remember just being like just sitting there and you were like I think you don't actually believe God's love works the way that it does. I think you're treating God's love like a human. And that has stuck with me. I remember being so shook by it because in my head I knew that God loves me like an ocean and it never runs out. But I I wasn't living and believing it. And you called me out. Like, I don't think you actually believe God's love is unfailing. I think about that all the time because I have such a tendency to go back to earning love and acceptance. Yeah. And I think, I mean, honestly, like we could just let that question hang in the air for a minute. Like, do you believe that you earn God's love? Do you practically live like the reason God loves me or when God loves me when I do these, these, these things, but when I'm not, He's ashamed of me. He's mm-hmm. disappointed in me. He doesn't love me. He's mad at me. He's whatever. Like, I think that when we think about a verse like this, specifically in its context, like God is saying to his rebellious people who have done all kinds of terrible things and have been warned for like hundreds of years <laughs> that this is going to come at you if you do this, he still says to them, in the midst of their rebuke, my love for you is everlasting, mm-hmm. and my kindness never fails. So I think that's just a message that we need to hear right now, that when we fail, God doesn't fail. Our love is fickle. Our love is faithless, and yet His love is everlasting. It's dependable. It's reliable. It's the thing we can depend on that can gird us up and be a firm foundation where we can build our lives, our identities, our our purpose, everything. Mm -hmm. Like when we are held in the arms of Jesus, when we think about, especially as New Testament believers, how he displayed his love for us, that everlasting love by sacrificing his life for us, like... That is love. And that 
never dies. Or mm-hmm. actually, it did die. But it came back to life because it's yes. so powerful. Yeah, so well, good. it makes me think, well, you said, um, God loves me when? And then you were like, you know, I do these things or whatever. It's like, no, the answer to that is God loves me when? Jesus was perfect and died for me and accepted me and I said yes to him. That's when God loves me. Mm. God loves me Which no is matter now what. and forever. For, like, now that and forever. doesn't stop. That doesn't stop. Never stops. Even when I was a sinner, even when I was separated, even before I said yes to him, he loved me. Yeah. Well, that's our word for you guys today. I, I mean, we got all these other questions we didn't even get to. That's all right. Um, we just want you, whoever you are, wherever you are, you got your AirPods in, you're listening to this. Would you take just a minute and consider how, if you really believe this, if you really, really lived like God's love for you was right now and always, like God's love for you will never fail you, that God's love for you is even in the midst of your mess, he wants you. He wants that. He is running after you. He is drawing you with his kindness. Can you just let that message sink in? Like turn this off and spend five minutes and just let that message wash over you and talk to the one who loves you in a way that no human could ever love you and in the only way that will ever fill you. Amen. Amen. That's what we got for you today, guys. That's We're so right. glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for joining me, Vera. And um, for those of you who didn't read Monday's email, that is a letter for you. When you feel unlovable, when you feel like you you got nothing, please read that letter. It's for you. Um, all right. That's all we got. All right. Peace out. Hey, are you loving this month's verse, but you want a little bit more? Let me tell you, every week we write a devotional email and we post it on our blog online at dwelldifferently.com. And you can also sign up with your email there to get it every single Monday in your Monday morning email, just a little devotional to get your week started off right. So go over to dwelldifferently.com and sign up for our weekly email.